0: Hi there, I'm Kathy Valentin, and this is the Good, the God, and the Ugly podcast, where we're talking about the good, the God, and the ugly moments of life. Life is just full of ups and downs, but there is a treasure to be found in every challenge. Join me as I talk with people that have impacted my life, those who have found a treasure and a challenge, or whom simply I just love and want you to meet. Hi everyone, and welcome to my podcast, The Good, the God, and the Ugly. And today, I'm privileged to have my daughter-in-law, Lauren Ballatin, as well as my really good friend, Michelle Shaniker, with me. And we're talking about friendships in changing times. Wow. (laughs) Friendship is good. It is. There's a lot of changing times. Yes.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, Michelle, I wanted to start with you. We've been friends for a long time, and that all started way back in Weaverville. Mm -hmm. What, What do you remember?
1: Well, one of the things is we did worship together, you know, and that was, you know, every Sunday. So yeah. we were together with each other every Sunday and, um, you know, you played the keyboard and I helped with the vocals. And so we were, you know, sharing moments. I remember you have such a, um, you're so hospitable and coming over to your house and football games and things like that. And our kids were at a different age, but you know, still we were all in the church, and mm-hmm. there was such a a family feeling in the church at the time. So anyone in the church felt like a friend, in a sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's been gosh. I was I was trying to remember when you guys came to Mountain Chapel and what year that was, and I I couldn't even remember. But it's been <sighs> well, I
1: was teaching. Gosh, that was because
0: you taught you taught our kids
1: mm-hmm, eighty three or right? yeah, it was probably around 81, eighty one eighty. 83, I think. Yep, 1983. That's, a, that's yep. a long time.
0: That's a long time. It is. It's a really long time. So um, kind of fast-forwarding it, forwarding fast-forwarding through life, <laughs> um, I would say that we've been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. but something happened to mm-hmm. bring our relationship mm-hmm. closer. Can mm-hmm. I tell yeah. me about
1: that? Yeah, well, you know, it's just... When you go through really hard times in your life, actually it was the most difficult time in my life. I went through a divorce, and um, that's it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to church that Sunday and running into you in church, and you were saying, one of the things that Kathy and I share is a passion for horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we yeah. love riding, and... Um, We just happened to bump into each other, and she mentioned, I've been wanting to go riding with you. I've been thinking about it, and we should get together. And literally, it's exactly what I needed, is to be with someone who knew me, who loved me, Mm -hmm. who I could feel safe with. And um, so we began um, riding weekly, which was actually (laughs) therapy for me because it was – you know, someone that I could process with, that I knew was safe, that would encourage me and and build me up. You know, and um, when I felt like my whole world had fallen apart, you know, I had dreams of, you know, being married and growing, you know, children and go growing old together, and all of a sudden that was um, not the picture anymore for my life, and and I just it just changed things because we spent a lot of time together spent countless hours <laughs> oh, countless <gosh>. days <laughs> every Monday for over oh, it was about two years actually wow. at least yeah at least two like.
0: years if not longer
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just just for me that's what friendship is and I think you know when you really have a need. They say a friend in need is a friend indeed, mm-hmm. and I had a need, and and uh, it was um, just to walk through a difficult time, and that's when you really came into my life and helped me through it. And yeah.
0: but and it wasn't it wasn't something that was just one sided. I mean, you were super good for me, and we just processed a lot of life together. Mm-hmm. You know, I started yes. I had the diagnosis of Parkinson's and. Mm-hmm we've had just hours of dialogue and mm-hmm. conversation on horseback and it's it, it just was really good for me and being out with you you know you're more of an experienced horse horsewoman than me so i've always felt safe going out with you so that was always a you know a bonus for
1: me and we had quite a few adventures together as well. Oh, my gosh. Just just get
0: the book. If you haven't read the book, The Good, the God, and the Ugly, Michelle I- Michelle
1: is the... She's featured. features she,
0: she is featured. She was on Legend that took off and Dreamer followed right behind. And
1: Oh, there's and some stories you didn't mention in that book. Yeah, there's... When That'll you fell off. Like the concussion? The concussion, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. That's true. You were. That's right. You were oh, with me during that concussion. I don't the, even remember. One of the scariest moments, because Kathy didn't remember, and you didn't even know. You didn't know a lot. I mean, you lost your memory, and I was just... Praying and walking you back, hoping that we could get you to a safe place. <laughs> I remember Lauren and taking, Jason and I had yeah. to show Lauren up on the scene the hospital. Oh,
2: yeah. Jason driving the horses back. Oh, yeah. And you I got know. so sick all afternoon, all night. Oh, gosh. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We're thankful for Michelle. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, we are. Wow. So, Lauren, um, you grew up in South Carolina mm-hmm. all your life, right?
2: Yeah, I moved to South Carolina when I was five and, and five, lived so. there through, um, through after college. So, a long so time. most
0: all your friends were made in
2: South Carolina. Yeah, definitely.
0: What was that like leaving your friends and coming over on this side of the world?
2: Yeah, it was tough. I um, I grew up with. I went to elementary school with a few girls who. I then went to junior high with and high school and college oh and goodness. lived with them through all those years. And so I didn't actually know how rare that was to have friends from childhood that continued into adulthood. And wow. um, and to this day, those are some of my very closest friends. And so by the time I moved to California, I think I was, uh, it was 2008. I think I was 22, or 23. And um, I remember my, my best friend, her name is Summer Fitz, and we've been friends since the sixth grade. And we lived together, went to college together, had plans to live together in the same city after college, and then really felt the Lord calling us to do different things, which was very unique because we had never been called to do different things. <laughs> We'd always done the same thing together. And so she moved to Kansas City um, to do an internship with IHOP and I moved to Reading to do BSSM. And that was our first season apart. And, um, how did that affect you guys? How did that affect your relationship? It was really challenging at first. I would say, um, it took quite a while to figure out how to have a successful long-term or long distance friendship. And how did you do that? Oh gosh. Uh, we hurt each other's feelings so many times, and so many times, and so many times, and we just kept that's at what a it. True friend is yeah. We kept at it. I would say one of the biggest things that, um, one of the most helpful tools that we learned. I remember we discovered this personality assessment tool called the Myers Briggs. Oh yeah, and you can take free online tests and stuff. Well, anyways, we did this, or I did this, I think. And in reading my results. The results actually gave me language for something that was true about myself, and it helped me identify how I'm really different to Summer in this way. And it and it was this: it was when we were talking on the phone, like I I really connect over very practical, tangible things. And so, if I want to feel close to someone, or if I want to do friendship with somebody, I I always joke like I like to know what you had for breakfast. I want to know the details. I want (laughs) to know, you know. What did you do with your kids this afternoon? And Summer, I'm I'm a very concrete person. I think in concrete terms, Summer is very abstract and she likes to talk about intangible things and her dreams and what she's learning with God at the moment and how, you know, what she's imagining and, uh, and all of these things that feel very airy fairy to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so when we would talk on the phone, we would miss each other completely because I would want to know about her practical life. And I wasn't giving her enough of my heart. And so we were both hanging up the phone, not feeling connected or known. And once we realized this difference between us, we actually started intentionally making time in our conversations to do both things. And it was crazy. It felt like a shift for us where we realized that to do something long distance requires a lot of intentionality and a lot of patience and grace for each other. But Yeah, so we're still best friends to this day, and we learned a lot over the years, and she, we see each other many times a year, which is amazing, even though she lives now in Nashville and I'm still here in California.
0: Well, and then things shifted for you again because you got married Mm -hmm. and you became a mom. Yeah, yeah. So how did that affect your relationship with, let's say, Summer?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it didn't affect much with Summer because – she was, we still were able to kind of keep up with each other as we had because all we had was the phone. I would say marriage and kids affected more of my writing friendships than anything because my time looked so different than it used to look. And I really found a need to have friends in a shared season of life. I remember getting married to Jay in 2011 and also becoming a stepmom at the same time and realizing, oh my goodness, I not only do I need Friends who are married, I need friends that are moms because I need some sense of camaraderie. I need somebody that can sit down with me and understand what I'm going through. And so that sent me on a journey of being very intentional to develop mom friends. And where did you find friends? Well, I—I mean, funny enough, I'm assuming you—you had
0: to look in different areas. Oh yeah. And when you were single.
2: Oh yeah. I. I did. Child. Yeah. Jay and I prayed for like a year (laughs) that I would make some good mom friends. And we moved into a house about a year and a half after we got married that was in the same neighborhood as a friend of a friend. Her name's Michelle. And, um, And Michelle lived right around the corner, and we were introduced to each other. And although her children were infants and I had grade school kids, we had been moms for about the same amount of time. (laughs) And so we felt like we had a lot in common, and um, she was just a real easy connect for me. And she was in a very similar season of needing more mom friends. And so together, we kind of joined forces, and together we decided to start a small group that we actually still have that was back in... I think 2012 that we started our small group and we're still meeting every other Wednesday. And, um, but we started by each inviting a couple people and just committing to being together for, um, a couple hours every other week and being really intentional about our time together. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's,
0: that's a big, that's a big key factor is being intentional. Yes. And I know that life gets so busy all the time and you get, Mm -hmm. This happened in your life, and that happened in your life, and something seems always seems to be squeezed out and for me, it's like friendships or it's people, and i you guys are just amazing at being so intentional mm. at having friends and going after them and being really you know just intentional. I think of Panella. Mm. Uh, yeah, and she's I'm in where, Sweden. Switzerland, Sweden. I was mm-hmm. thinking of
1: Switzerland, mm-hmm.
0: Sweden, and how you you mm-hmm. actually jump on a plane what once a year?
1: Mm. No, I wish it was that much, but that's one of the things too about a real friendship. When you think of how you know sometimes you don't get to see them two three years. And you, I mean, it's great that we have the media that we have and we oh, can yeah. talk on the phone and mm-hmm. everything, but when we do get together, it's like. You know, no time has been lost. It's like you pick up right from where you left off. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so good. And just being able to share deeply and have that kind of connection is it's 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 a treasure. It is. Is that it's something a that you think
0: about as being intentional about friendships? Because I mean it's not something that I need to get so much better at that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't lay in bed thinking, Oh, I haven't seen so and so for so long. I need to buy a plane ticket and, you know, jump on a plane and go see her.
1: <laughs> well, she's one of those friends when when I went through my divorce as well. She called me up that first Christmas and asked me, how would you like to come and share Christmas with us, you know, and her family? Mm-hmm. And that's to me like, wow, that is a friend, you know, that she knew what I needed at that time. And so I think understanding and being sensitive and empathetic and understanding what a person would need in that moment, you know, and that's where true friendship really you know comes in and and it and so yeah it's been really a blessing to have a friend like that absolutely yeah and nurture that kind of a friendship
0: oh yeah yeah Yeah. and then you you love going places (laughs) you love traveling you love
1: absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and again that you know Having friends that are adventuresome has really um, connected. Like I have some girlfriends, and um, through our gr- growing up years and raising kids, that we would take a, a week trip to the Trinity Alps and we'd go backpacking. And it's such a great time to, you know, actually get do- downloads from God, but then also to, you know, share, you know, what we're going through, our difficulties. And I'm a quality time girl, so whatever you know, if we can spend some quality time together, how can we? Um, also, encourage one another, uplift each other, and walk through the storms together, and mm. and share our hearts. So that's you know, yeah, I love adventure, and I love to travel. And <laughs> yes, you do love adventure. <laughs> I remember I had another friend in New Zealand who had walked through a divorce as well, um, Nicolette, oh, and yeah. and and just to be able, she called me and she said, "How would you like to come to New Zealand? And it's your birthday. Why don't you just come over and we'll we'll do some um, adventure trips together?" And friendships are just. That, you know, they, and I think too, when I'm thinking about how um, we have a need, sometimes a lot of people have a lot of family and that that fills that need, you know, Mm -hmm. for that kind of relationship. But if you've lacked in some of your family relationships or something, it's always nice to have a friend, you know, to fill in for those. So I've probably sought after that growing up in a home where I didn't I didn't feel like I got my emotional needs met so much. I would seek out friends and people that I could share with and that mm-hmm. could hear my heart and understand yeah. where I'm at.
0: Well, you've just been really good at being really intentional
1: yeah.
0: and reaching out for other people that are hurting, maybe people that have gone through the same thing that you have.
1: Yeah.
0: You just have a really great ear for listening and a heart that loves people well.
1: Ditto, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a good sounding board. <laughs> someone, and and also I want to say in our time, Kathy. When I think of you as a friend, it's how you believed in me. You know, when you're uh, when you're in a place where you don't even believe in yourself and you don't know um, what's going to happen in the future, and you would say to me, "Oh, you know, the best is yet to come," or. You know, this is, you know, you're just in a, it, it's a person that believes in you and hope, and they give you hope for the future, and they give you hope even though you're you're in a really bad situation in the time. Yeah. Feeling like well, it. You, you have a,
0: you know, we have a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: can either be optimistic or pessimistic, <laughs> and I would rather be optimistic. And, you know, looking back on my life and just the things that Chris and I went through has um, put a lot of hope inside me knowing that, One day can be the bleakest day in your life and the next day can completely turn around and something happen and just Mm -hmm. one little one little thing can completely change your whole life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you know, Philippians four, let your mind dwell on these things. Mm -hmm. There's nothing negative in there. Mm -hmm. It's all positive stuff. And so it's been that that's been a lifesaver for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm.
1: just
2: you know,
0: with what I've gone through.
1: And you demonstrating that, but also you know not allowing for your friends to be be a victim, like you wouldn't allow me to be that you would always mm-hmm. give me good feedback, and I think that's a really good friend is not just to say, "Oh yeah, I feel bad for you and it, yeah, that sucks, and that does suck and I, yeah. I agree <laughs> I think I, I, but it's also inspiring and encouraging and giving and saying, well, maybe you should look at it this way, and just giving that kind of a feedback. You're saying it so nice. I think sometimes I kicked your butt pretty bad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Faithful are the wounds of a friend.
0: (laughs) That's true. It's like,
1: Michelle, Michelle, let's not stay there. Let's not camp there. Let's keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really a good friend is someone that's going to challenge you and encourage you and and cause you to, you know, bring out the best in you.
0: Yeah. you yeah. have a wonderful husband now.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> He's a keeper.
0: <laughs> he is a keeper. So um, how have you guys prioritized your relationships now that you're a mother and a grandmother? Hmm. And Michelle, you inherited a whole new family. Yeah. Just really recently, like. <laughs> six months ago
1: my quiver is full it is very full (laughs) i always wanted to be well a mother and that was one of the things i thought was gone once i was divorced it's like what kind of a mom am i or and it's interesting how the lord just multiplied that and i had gotten a word way back oh you're going to be a mother to the nations and i'm like what but actually i do have my kids are I, my son is married to a Chinese girl. I have my, my daughters married to a black man. I have my other daughters married to a Canadian. And, I mean, there are a lot of internationals. And then my my new husband and his family, I have uh, four new kids, and I have eight grandkids. It's it's quite wow. a... <laughs> it was, it, was it a
0: hard adjustment for you?
1: Or Absolutely was it, not. Or was and it that has been really wonderful. My husband was... Also, had his family in Weaverville. So there was a little, there's a lot of connection between our kids. We all knew each other
0: in Weaverville. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never thought that you two would be together.
1: No, (laughs) neither. (laughs) But our kids really love to be around each other. It's really a gift, you know, because they, the girls all get, the ones that live in Reading all get together and they have Sister Night. So it's um, so his I'll two daughters fun. and my two daughters, Aww. and they every couple of weeks they do a big time to get together, and they love that we're family. And it's really, a, it was a bigger blessing than I could have imagined. You know, it was even more than I had before, and um, yeah, because you went from being just a single. Gals. Yeah. Well, alone. Alone. And my children, you know, it's like devastating because I couldn't be with the kids when they were with their dad. It was just hard. It was painful. And now. Well, and
0: your kids didn't live with you anymore. Exactly. They They all moved out of the house. You were alone. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you were thrust into this new family, this new relationship.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. That must have been. That must have been quite a—
1: uh, Well, you know, because of the—we call each other the Shannaker Brady Bunch because, <laughs> <laughs> because the kids do all yeah. get along. And most of them—I mean, they have, a couple of them have the kids the same age, which is wonderful, the grandkids. And then I have two grandchildren that are actually in their 20s, <laughs> which is— Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. So I will be a great-grandmother, maybe— I mean, pretty soon, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) In my lifetime. (laughs) Oh, you definitely will. So, yeah. I've already been able to check that one off my box (laughs) (laughs) or off my list. But my life is fuller. And um, that does, you do really have to be intentional about your friendships when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What about you, Lauren?
2: Um, I think uh, something that Michelle said earlier does strike a chord with me. Just on the note of, you know, sometimes you have family that kind of scratches the itch for you. And I would say our family is quite large at the moment, just with our kids. And our oldest son got married this year, and then we've got the babies, and then we live on the same street as Chris and Kathy, and we do family dinners on Sundays. So we have a very rich family life. And um, so my friendship needs are less of a social need than they are... A deep heart connect need. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, I don't necessarily see my friends even multiple times a week. Sometimes, and I'd like to see them more. But we we're all kind of in the same boat. A few of my friends they have families that live here in town. They have lots of kids, and everybody's at different phases of life. So some of their kids are very busy in sports, and then others are just still in the baby phase. So there's a lot of variety and. So for us, I think, you know, our every other week on Wednesdays is kind of a rhythm that works. We can count on that. And if we get together in between, that's kind of bonus. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a season of life where, gosh, at the end of the day, you have to try pretty hard to get me out of the house after (laughs) 6 p.m. because I'm exhausted and uh, I don't have a need to go anywhere or see anyone, really. And so um, it's different than when I was single. That's for sure. Uh, At the same time, I feel like we do some bigger, maybe more intentional things. Like, um, my girls' group tries to go out of town together once a year. That's really fun because something about getting out of your rhythm and out of your normal and doing something that is an adventure of some kind together, it's always really bonding. Yeah, we'll go. uh, There's been a couple nursing babies along for the ride a couple times, just depending on phase of life. But typically, yeah, it's no kids. Um, We also do a big Christmas dinner with our spouses. And so we've worked to luckily our spouses all like each other. And so <laughs> they don't nice. fight it, but we do Christmas dinner together. And then if we can swing it a couple times a year, we love to get together with our spouses too. Um, and then, and some of our spouses are actually close friends, even outside of our friendships. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, it's not as much quantity as it is quality right now in in my season of life with Babies and big families. Yeah, it's
0: all. It's always nice knowing that even though you're not seeing your friends as much as you would maybe like or as much as you had in the past, that they're always there. They're just a phone call yeah. away. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're that's there nice. for the, the yeah. well-intentional times that you mm-hmm. need heart to heart. You need to. You, mm-hmm. you might not feel like sharing something with your husband, but you're going to feel really comfortable mm-hmm. sharing with your girlfriend
2: to yeah. have you walk
0: through things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's it's super important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chris has always been my best friend, always. Mm -hmm. But there's just some things that you need somebody else to process
2: through, and usually when it's about them, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think too. Like friends, I don't know. Sometimes you do need the deep heart connect and stuff. But gosh, it's it's so fun to laugh with people that just know. They just know whether it's this issue you're having with your husband, or yeah, my kid did that too last week. Why do they not stop dipping their hand in the toilet? That's disgusting. Like, just things that Jason just doesn't find quite as entertaining. But a good mom friend is just going to laugh right along with you because she knows. She knows. So, I I was on Facebook the other night and looking. You know how they have those videos, those funny pet
0: videos or funny kid videos? And I was looking at the ones about kids. And I laughed and laughed and laughed because probably three-quarters of those things my kids did, yeah, too. Yeah, it's all true. <laughs> and it's just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I needed that laugh. Mm-hmm. I needed it a lot. Mm-hmm. What's been one of the greatest gifts of friendship in your life? <clears throat> Is that a hard
1: question? No. I think No, I'm just thinking about it. I think I think for me, it's just having the connection, having like having someone like you're saying being available or having that availability to be able to go, oh, I need to call somebody you know and the, and to be able to you know share what's going on in my heart and having someone just sift through that and mm-hmm. take out the bad and you know accentuate the good, and mm-hmm. just having a heart, heart connection with someone. And, you know, I was just thinking about the availability, like, it's funny, because I haven't seen you, Kathy, in quite a while. I mean, we still communicate, you know, text here and there. But it used to be that we would spend, you know, week, weekly times together. And now it's, it's not that, but it's the treasure of it is that I know you are available. I know you'll be there for me. I know if I, if I like you said, a phone call away, I know I, I have someone that would walk me through something that was hard or painful. Or you know, the treasure of even sharing joys, like you were saying, traveling and adventures. It's just I, I measure wealth by my friendships. I mean, that's me is what's really rich in life is having people that you can share life with and connection with and heart to heart hawks. So that's, to me, the treasure is the connection, feeling connected to someone that I belong and that somebody sees me and knows me and loves me and believes in me.
0: I think the greatest thing for me, too, is that I don't have to try to be somebody that I'm not.
1: Mm. It's either you
0: love me for who I am Mm. or...
2: Don't love me <laughs> <laughs> who could not love Kathy Ballatin <laughs> whatever but you know I ugly but you know, what I, you know what I mean
0: you don't have yeah. to put on a facade yeah around somebody it's mm-hmm. just it's not like a stranger or somebody that you just kind of know on a mm-hmm. passing moment but where you'd want them to see all the good that's inside of you and not mm-hmm. any of the bad stuff mm-hmm. yeah but a true friend I mean knows it all and has seen it all has experienced it all and and you're still friends
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think of a couple things when I think of just the treasure of friendship. Um, I think this is, again, this is I've found is kind of unique. It's not, it's not everybody's story, but it is a gift in my life just to have a friend that has been a lifelong friend and mm-hmm. is still very close. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it so wonderful having Summer and a couple other people in my life who have really known me from the beginning Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting because even having been married a decade and sharing wonderful marriage with my husband, there's parts of my life that we didn't share, and he only knows those parts of me by story. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when my mom tells him all the juice, you know, whatever. (laughs) He only knows what he knows, but I have people in my life who've been around since the beginning and really do. So there's a deep sense of no, there's a deep sense of being known by, Mm -hmm. um, a few of my friends that I've, that I've grown up with and stayed close to. And then, and then I think even more, you know, this, this one I think is, is a result of us just developing a lot of trust and a lot of deep connection over the years. But Having friends who, when you are going through something, can help you see the situation and Talk you through it and Mm -hmm. encourage you past it or tell you what you're seeing wrong or, Mm -hmm. you know, call you on your stuff when you're sure it's your husband's fault and she's (laughs) able to tell you, listen, (laughs) I don't think it's all his fault. That's really helpful. And I can't imagine where I would be just as a human being. I can't imagine where I'd be without the input of friends in my lives and you know, I think truthfully, we all probably know people who aren't great at getting input and who aren't great at cultivating intimacy or connection. and they're not actually the most fun people to be around mm-hmm. because it's not fun to try to do relationship with people that don't want to be seen or known. and um, I think there's a a real there's an element of life that is meant to be lived in joy that only comes through having deep relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, I just think that's the that is the treasure. is just being known and knowing. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Yeah,
2: I I think some of my deep
0: friendships have come out of adversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe with something that they're going through or that I'm going through, and they've just developed out of that. I know one of my girlfriends from um, she lives in well, she lives in Wales now, um, Carrie. I just remember when that whole relationship started. She was a student in our school ministry and ended up going through a really hard situation in her life. And I just invited her over for Christmas because she had nowhere to go and nobody Mm. to be with. And Mm. our relationship just started from that and kind of continued on. But that's, you know, she's gone now. She was here for a couple years and then gone. And that's been, you know, really hard when you physically pull up roots and you move so far away. But thankfully, there's the internet and phones and Skype and all that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we will talk to each other maybe once a month or once every three weeks. But when we talk to each other again, it's like it continues right on from where we left off. And Mm -hmm. it's, but that's a true friend, somebody you can tell your, you know, your deepest secrets to your heart, share Mm -hmm. your heart with. And yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely.
0: Well, my last question to you gals. How would you encourage a person that is eager to find and make good friends but feels like it hasn't happened even though they've tried? Mm. Where would you what would, what would be your advice to them? Cuz I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be listening to this that of like nobody likes me. Mm.
1: Mm. I don't have any friends. I don't have
0: any friends. <laughs> All the people around me have friends, and I have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. What word of wisdom would you give them?
2: Well, I think there's probably, you know, circumstantially, I'm sure we could diagnose it all different ways, and I think everybody's circumstance is a little different. But generally, I just think of, you know, you think of what your grandma told you is, you know, if you want a friend, you need to be a friend. Exactly. And I think – um, I think that a lot of people who don't have a good basis of friendship but find themselves in need, I think it's a bummer when that, you know, can kind of stop them from developing deep relationships. But I think that, you know, yes, building connection in tough times is possible, that's for sure. But it's one thing to have like a deep gaping hole and, you know, there's never enough, friendship to fill it Mm. versus coming strong to a friendship knowing that even if I do have a need or even if I am in a tough time, I actually have something to give as well. I think it takes a measure of Mm. like individual health and self-awareness to know if you have what it takes to actually be a good friend. So I think if there is a gaping hole and you know that nobody actually could fill it even if they wanted to, I think it's important that you take a look at your own heart and find out where you're actually where is your source like is your source in God or are you looking to people to fill every sense of identity or need because nobody's going to win if if that's what you're looking for in friendship but if you're if you're full in the lord and you are approaching friendship knowing that you have something to give as well as having valid needs I think it's easier to find people and I would just say you know keep trying. You can't stop trying. You just have to keep being intentional. It's not something that just happens.
0: That's such a good point. And so many times people, they want to be a friend to somebody, but they end up sucking the life out of somebody to where they put their hands up. And it's like, I can take you in small increments, (laughs) small doses, but Mm -hmm. to be able to be called your friend, I just can't do it. I don't have, I don't have it within me to, to do. And And people sometimes they don't see that in themselves. No. And they question why why doesn't anybody like me? Why why do they not want to be with me? Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage people just to stop and say, Could I be the problem?
2: Yeah. If it's a pattern in your life, it's not every other person. You're the only common common denominator. denominator. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it can't be every other person. No. No. <laughs> There's something going on with you, which is that's not I mean that's that could sound really discouraging, but I think that actually is a really empowering place to be because if you are the problem, then you can fix it. You can and you can get some help and figure out like what is what is the gaping hole? What is missing? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah just being able to, you know, even go to a counselor if you're right. finding yourself in that situation, mm-hmm. going to a counselor and saying, Hey, I think I've got something inside of me that needs fixing. Mm-hmm. And right. Being able to share with a counselor, and I mean that's what they're trained to do. Oh yeah, they're trained mm-hmm. to pull those things out of you and and to help set you, reset you, and put you on a path mm-hmm. to wholeness. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, life is too short. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. too short. We want to make sure that we have, you know, the most out of life that we can get
1: mm-hmm.
0: with good, healthy friendships.
1: And also, can you receive feedback from from your, from people like, Mm -hmm. what is it that you see? You know, because sometimes it's, it's hard to hear how we're being experienced, Mm -hmm. even though it's, you know, something that we can really grow from and make changes because there is, you know, we, we can grow. Mm -hmm. And so that's just being vulnerable enough to say, to find someone to say, what do you see? And being able to be humble enough to go, Wow. Okay, I'll work on that one yeah. and, and tell me how I'm doing. You know, so it's. I think and there's some humility. The feedback mm-hmm. afterwards
0: is really important.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I am so excited about this topic <laughs> and just our sharing time. It was really great. You guys brought some really insightful information and and I, yeah. I think it's really going to help people
1: a lot. I hope so. so Jel, will you we pray for us? Sure. I just want to thank you, Kathy. You're such a treasure. Oh. You've been such a good friend. I really appreciate thank you. You asking me to come and be part of this. So thank you, Lord, so much for being our best friend, for being there for us, Lord, when we need you. And thank you for the gift of friendship. It's such a treasure. It's 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 life. It's gold. And Lord, I just thank you for Um, this time and for those out there that are listening and and are wanting and longing for friends lord i just or even that they're wanting to know how to be a better friend god i just pray that you would just bless them give them wisdom give them hope um and i just thank you lord for your love and and that you you provide for us the the deepest friendship and the the greatest thing and that's knowing you and we We love you, Lord, and we thank you so much for um, the treasure of friendship. And we pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Well,
0: thank you, everybody, for joining in today. And my charge to you is go find a friend. (laughs) (laughs)